0: Look I'm going to say one more time. Look at me.
1: <sighs> We're not going to do this oh, yes. the We're entire not time.
0: <laughs> okay, I agree. I have a few items of, of, of business. Okay. But first, I love this outfit.
1: Oh my god, thank you. I love this outfit. Thank
0: you so much. I um, I was talking about this at work today. I feel like as soon as Daylight Savings switches back everyone's like winter yeah like the wardrobes come out the scarves are out the sweaters are out Oh, you even though the weather is like not different like it's literally gonna be like 85 it's like warmer than last week yeah but everyone's like it's winter
1: you should have seen me crawl out of my cave from qualifying exams mm-hmm. get into the shower put on a beyonce shirt my leather jacket, these jeans, the shoes that match the lipstick on the shirt, and I roll in and people are like, You're turning a look, and I was like, I'm turning
0: no sleeve. <laughs> um John, you can speak. You I can, can always speak. I can always edit you out. Don't be Oh, worried. he has his headphones back home. Associate producer John is in the building. A snaps for John. <laughs> hello, let's celebrate uh, that. Hello <laughs> Um, would you say that we stand, John? I would say that we stand, John. <laughs> um, but speaking of things that we stand, thinking of thinking speaking of things that maybe took a moment to stand. What you? Sel- <laughs> I was gonna say Selena Gomez. Something me, John, and Selena Gomez have in common is, is that, that we, that we, we took the a same- moment to s- stand. <laughs>
1: Not me. I was perfect. Everyone loved me for day yes, one. No. As we all remember. As we
0: all recall, Justin is was immediately the queen. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say that. Um a little revisionist history here. Uh yeah. Um Welcome back to Bobcorn. <laughs> your favorite pop music podcast hosted by me, Will. And me, Justin.
1: Who was too busy
0: taking a (laughs) sip of a drink to say that in time? Today, we are discussing, in honor of so many fun releases since we last recorded eight years ago. Oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. Um, We are talking about comebacks. Woo! We love a pop music comeback. It has existed since pop music has existed. Um, And we were blessed with several the last couple weeks. We really were. So we're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about some of our favorite comeback anthems of years past.
1: And you might be thinking, but Will,
0: but Justin, didn't you go
1: to five concerts? Why aren't you starting... About talking about those and that's because we're gonna do i concert. honestly
0: cut that whole thing because i said in the last episode like oh we'll do a concert recap oh, yeah. and then i just cut it okay we also said that we were gonna do a lana episode and then i cut that perfect Plus, so fuck it okay. okay fuck it fuck it uh that's the attitude that's clearly our attitude today as you can tell we're extra unhinged it's been a long fall we're, it both, we're it has, both really stressed and busy it, so but it hasn't fuck- been a hot girl fall I think it's been a hot girl. It's been a... I don't want to say a Christian girl, Autumn. No, it has not been a
1: Christian girl, Autumn. <laughs> not
0: for me, honey. But it's, <laughs> but it's been a... It's been a productive, you know, reflective girl, Autumn. We love that. Yeah. Um, and Megan on, would approve. Uh, and on that note, let's start... Oh, one more thing before we start. I edited the previous episode, and we said the word stan possibly 7,000 times so I'm going to instigate a stan counter and we're gonna count how many times we say stan let's try to keep it under like 30. 30. <laughs> I was like 50 is like that how, too many? I like
1: how we were both like 20? 100? 50? 100?
0: we're gonna keep it under 30 I will count when I'm editing. Wish us luck.
1: Are you going to put like a little ding in? I'm going to put a little time. I'm going
0: to put a little ding in okay. as I do. So, let's get started with news. Mhm. Um, I think everyone, every, you know, die hard popcorner will be excited to hear that Ava Max, patron saint of popcorn, <laughs> has <laughs> has made her appearance on Song Association. It is about the same quality of singing that we provide when we play song
1: association
0: it is everything that you want it to be let's put it that way yeah
1: you know there's a little moment for everybody
0: there's there. a moment for every I will say she sings baby one more time um so check that out I'll probably I think I'll put in a little clip here because I can't not
2: <laughs> Hey guys, it's Ava Max and I'm here to play song association with Elle. I'm probably gonna fail at this because I've always failed at games growing up. Me. Was that a vocal warm up? I don't know, but I just do that sometimes. Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Shut up and drive, 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 drive. I'm a weirdo. Yep, that's good. That one, that's all I have. When I lived in South uh, Kakalaki, South Carolina, for like two years, all I would listen to was Rihanna. I'm blue, da booty, da booty, da booty, da booty. I'm a weirdo. I should shut up right now before it gets too weird. But I'm blue. I'm blue. I have some blue on my nails.
1: But you need to watch it as well because the visual
0: mm-hmm. is,
1: is half the, the journey.
0: You need to be sort of like staring at her asymmetrical, asymmetrical bo- side mullet,
1: weave, weave, <laughs> wig, weave, whatever it is.
0: Just to get the full effect. What's
1: next? So Lizzo has been having an amazing year. I think everybody can mm-hmm. say that. Um, obviously, she tied Iggy Azalea for the longest running number one rap song by a female rapper on the Billboard Hot 100. You know, she really is having a moment. She was in Hustlers for all of about five seconds, but hey, she was in it. Um, she had her flute. She had her She had her flute. She did her whole thing. Now that um, the star power is starting to rise, you know, people start to come out of the woodwork. So Lizzo was facing not one, but two copyright allegations against two of her more popular songs, or I guess her most popular song, Just Truth Hurts. And juice, a, a fan favorite of the pod. You know, we, we stand. I love juice. Juice. Um, so the first is from the two of the people who Lizzo apparently has written demos with in the past. They said that they came up with the I'm 100% that bitch line in the studio, not Lizzo, and that they did not credit oh, her. it.
0: Oh, it's this story. Right. Well, there's the girl who tweeted that. And then there's, yeah, so that's... The and one. that one was real, because that truly happened before the song. Yes, that truly happened before the
1: song. <coughs> Lizzo and what has happened since with that is that Lizzo saw that tweet she has said she saw a tweet she went into the booth she sang that line from that tweet and I think that that the 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 author of the tweet now has songwriting credits on Truth Hurts. That's what happened. The other people do not. Right well yeah and then hold on I forget her name so there is a singer in the like 80s question mark 90s like 80s and 90s um cc peniston who probably not many people know by name but the, the song well the gays should know well, the gays should know
2: um because
1: her song, Finally, is a very iconic song. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, there's the the part after, I think, the chorus and Finally, that sounds very similar to the Yeah, yeah, ye, yeah, ye, yeah, 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 part from Juice. Right. And oh, yeah. CeCe Peniston went on a little Twitter rant about it, which I don't think Lizzo has responded to.
0: I figured that, well, I recognize that from, I figured that was directly a reference, it's honestly. Because it is so, I mean, it is that riff.
1: Very, if it's not the exact same riff, it's very close. So this is just a, a reminder, as I tell my students to properly cite your work.
0: I will say, too, like, I saw a lot of valid tweets about various Lizzo issues over the past few weeks. Like, so many, like, vocal, especially, of course, like, black Twitter, like, powerhouses be like, oh, like, if a skinny white pop girl was doing this, would this be happening? Like, Mm -hmm. would people be jumping at her throat? Nope. Let's move on. Yes. Speaking of, hold on. I've got something. You do, babe? Speaking of uh, using minorities to gain, but that doesn't really... Let's do Iggy. Speaking of Iggy, Mm -hmm. why don't you explain this one? I can't.
1: Basically, Iggy and her former mentor, I guess, person who signed her, person who was supposed to help her start her career, T.I., are going at it. T.I. recently said, because he's a rapper that everyone still listens to and is clearly on the radio now. He, he has bangers, though. He has bangers, as, I mean, unfortunately, as does Iggy Azalea, too. Um, but he said that signing Iggy Azalea was the worst mistake he's ever made in his life, among other um, borderline misogynistic things. And just, like, kind of say what you will about Iggy Azalea, but, like, misogyny is never cute. Iggy is kind of like, I haven't talked about you in years. Why are you trying to bring me up now? Also, like, you never supported me anyway during the whole process. So I don't know why you think that I was a mistake.
0: It's a mess from two messy people. I remember seeing the tweet and just being like, okay, 2000, whenever, 11, 11,
1: 12, yeah. Like,
0: and also, like, was he, like, I just want to know, like, he's like, oh my god, my street... My street cred is so low thanks to Iggy Azalea. Like, was anyone, like, checking for him is what I want to know. Yeah. I mean, we're not that embedded in, like, the rap world as we are in the pop world. But it just felt very, like, what? Mm -hmm. And I, like, I remember even Googling and looking around to see, like, oh, like, she said something about him or, like, something happened recently. But, like, nope. So. Yeah. We don't
1: really know why this needed to happen, but it did. Yep. Speaking of things that we <laughs> don't know why they happened or needed to happen. Yeah, but, but they, they
0: did. did. Where are you going? You Brittany? is blonde again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So literally, we've been planning this episode for a minute. We both just looked at our planning document and in the news section, there is a bullet point written by somebody. We're not sure who it is. It probably was me. But we don't really remember. It literally just says, Brittany is back to blonde.
0: Well, we did discuss, I mean, it's like a meaningful follow-up to an earlier point about how Brittany being brunette is associated with, like, a dark time for her. And she's back to blonde, so, like, sigh of relief.
1: she's back to posting yoga videos with the soundtrack of Oricora Flow.
0: Quick shout-out to her very spiritual journey to Spirit Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) To buy... Her iconically, like, 1999 Alice in Wonderland dress that she posted on Instagram. Like, ugh, honey. I mean, you, she
1: looked cute.
0: She looked really cute. I uh, mean, she looked really cute. And, like, you know, she doesn't give a fuck, obviously. But, as but you like, you me. might as well. Like, girl, you have billi- millions, billions, millions of dollars. Like, order a damn dress online or something. Like, you could, like... But hey, uh, maybe... Or literally, like, email any designer, and they'll be like, I'll design you a custom Alice in Wonderland dress if you, like, post a picture of it. Yeah. But hey, Spirit Halloween got that free influencer coin. Like, they would have had to pay a ton of money for that, and they just got it for free. So, what a giving, benevolent
1: queen. Speaking of things paying a ton of money, I don't remember if you're the one who sent me this, but you know all those, like, celebrities and influencers and Tyra Banks doing... (laughs) The Pokemon Go. <laughs> yes. Thing. Do you yes. know how much they're getting paid for each one of those? It's like $50,000 mm-hmm. per post.
0: That's not even, for a Tyra level, that's not even a lot.
1: I know, which is part of, like, Tyra.
0: I think she was just, like, model lands over budget. Like, what can I do <laughs> that will take 10 minutes that will just, like, funnel some cash in real quick. And her assistant was like... Nine Tails. Like, oh, like, well, we got this request from niantic like (laughs) do you want to do this pokemon go post she's like okay
1: (laughs) yeah this was on what was this on it
0: was on another podcast i was listening to where it was who weekly i feel like i talk about who weekly all the time on here shout out who weekly i need to post our our pod on my who weekly like chat group but um someone called in and like was the like whistleblower (laughs) of hashtag the whistle mm-hmm. hashtag whistleblower of the niantic pokemon go campaign yeah. where did you read this or did i send it to you
1: uh no i think somebody somebody like um was I it think, michael i think michael sent it to me
0: because yeah because he well he listens to who we do remember
1: shout out to michael not sure if you actually shout out to michael podcast, well bitch but...
0: if you don't britney should do it if we see it we'll be like oh we know exactly how much she got for that yeah or she just like did it because she thought it was cute mm-hmm. and they didn't pay her Which, like, God bless you, Brittany, the last pure soul we have. Really? Let's move on. This is kind of of getting into, like, comebacks.
1: This is a comeback.
0: Well, before we get into comebacks, maybe we should talk about the opposite of a comeback, which is a retirement. (laughs) Oh my God. Or should we just not?
1: Nikki said some vague shit about retiring. Well, we remember that. And she once again said more vague shit about retiring.
0: But, like, songs keep coming out. Granted, like, they were recorded before, I'm sure, but... I don't know. Did you see her latest, like, thing about with Wendy Williams?
1: Oh my god, no. Miss Patty, what are you... Mrs. Patty, excuse me, what are you doing?
0: She said something on Queen Radio about how, like, like, silly Wendy was unknowingly paying for her, like, husband's mistress's lifestyle. And... Then she tweeted, "Wasn't that what we were talking about earlier?" Was that someone else?
1: We were ta- we were talking about the she tweeted that white people say nicer things about her than black people do.
0: Oh, but did you read what that was about? No, that tweet I was about
1: the Wendy Williams. Situation the win- yeah,
0: yeah. That
1: whole situation is just messy. I don't know if we need to go into that.
0: Yeah. Um, this is, a this next one is a little bit getting into comebacks, as this is kind of a, I mean, it hasn't been a long hiatus, but this is, like, a lead single of a new era for this artist. Um, Harry Styles released Lights Up, the song and music video. Also Quince- his
1: new album. Which is theoretically coming out in December, according to him. Oh, right,
0: right. Yeah, yeah. So he announced the album. That happened a bit later. Yeah, he announced the album a bit later. But um, the video, coincidentally, question mark, came out on National Coming Out Day. And it's a bit of a, like, bisexual bob, Which, you know, those rumors have been going on for many years about mm-hmm. Harry Styles. Um And I certainly don't want to participate in outing or, like, rumor-mongering about celebrity sexuality. But the question is, like, was this meant to be some form of subtle announcement? Um, you know, in the video, he's dancing shirtless and kind of, like, nuzzling with mostly women, but, like, men as well in a large group. Mm Mm-hmm. Um and the lyrics have kind of vaguely like
1: and also like what he said in interviews after the fact has also yeah. vaguely been
0: like well there's lots of little like
1: coming to terms with like parts of yourself and yeah. like yeah
0: there's lots of little clues um i really like the song mm-hmm. and I, I love this song. and i really like the video and i i don't think like listen I don't think celebs are required to do anything about their sexuality, no. but I do think there is a line of queer baiting that he's not at. Because I do think it's extremely authentic. But it's um, it's kind of like, are you going to say more? Like, are we meant to take this as an announcement? Are you not saying anything out of fear of, like, backlash? Um,
1: which is still very real. Which
0: is still super real. I mean, look at Sam Smith, who we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. But I hope that he, I guess, I hope he's doing what's right for him. And I hope he is making these decisions thoughtfully based on how he wants to authentically portray himself and what he wants to reveal rather than based on, like... And I hope that he's the one making the decisions. Right, well, I mean, he he won't completely... No one is fully making those decisions right. without their, like, team. But I hope that he plus team are, you know, make, thinking about this this issue of queerbaiting and considering it and just, I guess, treating it with care. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I optimistically think that they are. And I think, like... You know, if he's ready to say something about it, then maybe he will. And maybe none of it's anything. And it's just about accepting yourself or it's just about sexuality questioning in general, which is completely valid, Mm -hmm. regardless of whether you end up landing on the queer spectrum or not. So I like it would be very meaningful and valuable if more like especially male celebrities open up not just about bisexuality and, and the queer spectrum, but about like exploration and questioning Mm -hmm. which i think for men is such a source of shame well for all queer people but especially for men is such a source of shame so if he had said if he says something like i identify as straight but you know i went through this phase like that would be really cool to hear that's not a narrative that we get a lot yeah we either get the like i'm coming out i'm gay narrative or nothing
1: yeah
0: and like there's so much in between that just nobody is willing to open up about so exactly live your truth harry like do you um, and we'd love to know whatever you want to share. hmm I think that's where I land. Yeah.
1: And just, um... And the
0: song's a, b- a banger. Yeah,
1: that's the most important piece. It's like, the song is a fucking bomb. <laughs>
0: I'm excited for the album. I wasn't, like, obsessed with his first album. I wasn't either.
1: I thought it was good. I
0: thought it was good. Like, objectively good, but it was just, like, not for me. Yeah. And whereas the song is
1: very much for me.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Speaking about songs that are very
0: much for me. <laughs> <laughs> we have done so well weaving these news items together, don't you think?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, We
0: have a lot of amazing,
1: amazing comebacks. We do in music, you know, Harry Styles was one, but this week really, or the past like two weeks, we just got walloped by them and it was overwhelming, but we're here to like guide you through it.
0: It was incredible. It was everything. Um, The first
1: big one is Selena.
0: I think that's like the big, I mean, Selena's. Releases are the reason that I think we decided to theme this episode around right. comebacks because it's just like the moment for her.
1: Really, it is. I mean, she got her first number one song. Yeah. Ever with "Lose You to Love Me," which is an incredible, incredible,
0: incredible song. So good. Is it number? Did it hit number one? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see yeah, that. Yeah, it's
1: her very first number one.
0: I was interested to see like which of the two would be more popular. <laughs> oh, that one.
1: That's, like, the
0: statement.
1: I needed to hate you to love me, yeah. To
2: love, love you. To love, love you. To love you. I needed to lose you to love me, yeah. To love,
0: love you, That's the statement, though. Love, you're right. I, I love both.
1: I love both, too. Look at her now as the other one. So what she did was she released this song, Lose You to Love Me. Um, It is a ballad. It is, I mean, I, we're not going to pull punches. it. It's about Justin
0: Bieber. And... Oh, she's like, I mean, yeah. without saying the words Justin Bieber, she's on record being like, yeah, this is a personal song about my life.
1: Yeah, which, as we all know, they were on and off for, like, like 10 years or something ridiculous mm-hmm. like that. And
0: there's little, like, cute lyrical references to, mm-hmm. like, Justin Bieber songs and moments. Yeah, but, um,
1: she released that song and then the next day was like, surprise, here's a second song second music video and that is the like upbeat club banger i have moved on from this mess
0: it's interesting like i was going to talk about this later when we're really in in the weeds of comeback songs but like you know, as we'll discuss, that I think it's so smart to do it in a, like, one-two-punch kind of way, because, mm-hmm. like, to just release "Look, uh, Lose You to Love Me might be a little bit, the narrative's so much about Justin still, and it's very, like, victim me and you know what I mean? Whereas if she just released Look at Her Now, it's a little bit, like...
1: It misses the con- it's missing it, the context and
0: it like yeah it just sort of like skates over the like part that people are like well you know mm-hmm. you okay girl so I think it's like it was a perfect it was perfect to do it in that order and yeah. I think it was perfect to do them basically together but but one day apart like so smart I mean she slashed the Selena Gomez machine like that was just such a strong move
1: yeah and um, and
0: this- I love both songs. The songs
1: are amazing. I still am listening to "Lose You to Love Me" like
0: very <coughs> r- Same.
1: frequently. I have learned to love Selena Gomez over the <laughs> years. I've, I would. I wasn't... let
0: me just say, I have been a Selena stan, and yes, I will use up one of our stands to say that I have been one since Selena Gomez in the scene, and I have been trying to get Justin on board for so long,
1: and like I got on board with Revival. I love that album.
0: <clears throat> yes. I think that album as soon was as great. like as soon as Selena met Julia Michaels and Justin Tranter like it happened. Right.
1: And what I was starting to say is like I have learned to love Selena Gomez. I think we can all say that of the Disney girls. As we said last week, Selena was the actress also like personally validating for her that like her biggest and most popular song now that she has ever released is a uh, stripped-back ballad.
0: It is. I mean, she's really, like, improved on singing. I think she's a good singer and she definitely has... She's found the style of music that works for her, I think, mm-hmm. is what is what happened over the years. Um, I mean, I was the one who said last week that I wish she would act and, you know, she's a better actress. Not even that she's a better actress than she is a singer, but I think she's a better actress than people give her credit for. So I hope you do some acting in between. Your number one hits, girl. We,
1: we stand. <laughs> you saw I'm glad you X thought about it, though. And you're then, you're then you're I thought was about like, it. no, I'm gonna commit.
0: We are fans. Anyway, the same day as
1: Selena, or at least the same day as Lose You to Love Me, mm-hmm. we got
0: Kesha. Kesha with... It's interesting, like, so Selena... She had Lose You to Love Me, which was her, like, reflective self-love, sort of, like, I've been through so much ballad. And then Look at Her Now, which is, like, I'm living on top of the world. Like, I'm fine. Like, I'm a star. Mm-hmm. Kesha did that as well, but, like, one album apart. So her first comeback song really was Praying. Mm-hmm which was like the let's acknowledge dr luke let's acknowledge everything i've been through let's acknowledge that this is like a different album that i can sing because i need to do all of the above
2: Mm and now
0: so that was her like you lose you to love me and then this raising hell the new song which is so good this is the one i can't stop listening to. i
1: love raising hell
0: um yeah shout out big frida queen of bounds um for bringing some like definite x factor to the song mm-hmm.
2: but i don't want to go to heaven without raising hell get in.
0: So we got that incredible song. The music video is interesting. It's like not what I expected because I listened to the song a bunch before watching the video, and it it was kind of like oh, I love the video. I like the video, but it almost was like too much of the Doctor Luke narrative to me. Like it's like you did that oh, already.
1: Kind I don't of. even know if that's what it was. I think it was just like I think it. I think she's just creating a whole character. That's true. I mean, long. it's
0: more fun and funny than like yeah. I see that. I just thought like. I didn't think of that at all, actually. I just kind of... I didn't even was... think it was, like, Dr. Luke, but it was just, like, this narrative of, like, like a woman being crushed by, like, a man in power and then kind of, like, rebelling against that.
1: Well, she's kind of the man... She's kind of the one really in power. She just has an abusive husband. Yeah, true. She's the one who's the moneymaker. She's the televangelist that looks like a cross between Dolly Parton and Christina Aguilera.
0: She looks stunning in the video. She looks
1: so amazing in that video. Justin and I were
0: talking about when we watched it that she kind of looks like Christina. Like, they have such different styling that you would never think. Mm-hmm. And Kesha's freckly, but, um... If that you like I
1: profile <coughs> when she's in the yeah. dressing room. And it's scary how much it looks like Christina. Like,
0: if you put dolled up Kesha in, like, the Back to Basics outfit, you'd be like, that's Christina. Yeah. Where's your comeback song, girl?
1: She came out with that Halloween song, remember? Christina? Yeah, she came out with a Halloween song. We listened to it on the way back from
0: a a concert, and we didn't even talk about it because it wasn't good. Oof. Sorry, Ma. Yikes. Okay, next. Also, sorry about my voice. I'm having these horrible, I don't know if, I think our fans are worried about me. They're concerned if I'm okay. I am fine. Um, Oh, my God. I had like horrible allergies over the weekend and I feel like I, (sighs) thank you so much. Come here. We're holding hands now because I'm just so inspired by my brave, beautiful sister. Thank you. I powered through the allergies. I had some Zyrtec and some, shout out to, fuck, what's it called? Afrin? Oh my God, Afrin. The nasal spray. Yeah,
1: don't use it for more than three days in a row.
0: No, I know. I'm good now. It's just like inflamed sinuses. But anyway, I'm fine, listeners.
1: So the next big
0: one. The next, sorry, the the next big one is. Um, I don't know if this is, qualifies as a comeback, but Dua Lipa's. It's like the new, sophomore. It's like the new era, yeah. and I think like again, we'll I think we'll discuss this more later. But I think part of part of a, a comeback single is sort of like an inherent announcement of the new era of your music, mm-hmm. um, and so Dua's, who obviously had. One of the strongest debut albums in pop music history. I wouldn't say in pop music history, girl. Not in pop music In recent pop music yeah, history. Yeah, in like
1: the past couple of
0: years. I don't know. There I'd have been people who have been bigger. There were... Like Billy. Billy. yeah. She, she had a huge start, I guess. Yeah, it's like one of those albums she, where...
1: Multi-Grammy award winning singer.
0: One of those albums where you're like, is she going to be able to keep this going? Um, so here is the like start of the new era. It's called Don't Start Now. And it is, I have, like, I admit I had Dua Lipa fatigue. I love new rules. Oh, I easily had Dua Lipa fatigue. But I was kind of, like, over the album by the end of the whole, like, tour. And then, oof, that tour was such a mess. Um, Did you hear about all the, like, like, literal controversy over how, like, just rough her live performances were, dancing and singing? Mm -hmm. Um... But Don't Start Now is iconic, iconic, which maybe we should have another counter for iconic, but whatever. One step at a time. The song is so good. The mother I never had. <laughs> the sister. <laughs> the sister. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. It, However the rest of that yeah, opera speech it, goes. It cleared my skin. It cured my depression. It did my laundry. It. Um, it didn't do mine, but... It's like the perfect, you know, there's an element in comeback songs often of like moving on potentially from a breakup or from a relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to do that in a unique way, I think. Like, you know, both of Selena's songs, which I love and I definitely like, you know, having gone through a breakup, not super recently, but in the last year, like I'm at the point of reflection where I like relate to those songs um, but Don't Start Now is such a, like, specific, yeah. like, dig that I think is so satisfying because it's relatable, but it's kind of, like, it's a fresh take in a way. Yeah.
1: It's just, like, down to the aesthetic of the video. Mm-hmm. and
0: I love her new her, like, two-tone.
1: Oh, she, like, fully was, like, Rachel Green who?
0: Oh, yeah. No, that this hair is going to be a moment.
1: Yeah, like, this is the Rachel of the 2010s. I
0: hope it is. It's chic, although I feel like... The Rachel was kind of universe like like I don't are people gonna be able to pull this off like she can though We'll see
1: but the song is amazing If you are a fan of like one kiss the song that she did with Calvin Harris You will like it's this that song.
0: vibe for sure. She was like I guess that was that in. song was kind of in between her eras Yeah, anyway,
1: she's like I'm gonna go in for what works But also do it new. It's like 90s disco
2: Don't show up. Don't come out it's very
1: sarcastic, which I think you don't hear sarcasm a lot in a breakup song. Mm-hmm. You hear like anger and like empowerment, mm-hmm. or you hear reflection. And, like, sad. But you don't really, like... Or even petty. Yeah, you hear petty, like, that one Demi Lovato song, Really Don't Care. You know, like, you have those types of songs, but this is just, like, yes, I know
0: that I'm the shit. And you really, like, like, walk away, you know how. Yeah. Like, ooh, that hit different.
1: (laughs) That one sent me. Yeah. Just the whole bit. Literally, the... Did a full 180 at the beginning you know the, did a 180, I was like, okay. I was, my wig was already orbiting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Did a full 180.
0: The last so, one slightly less iconic, but in our mind, a queen, a legend. And so important. And so important. In our <laughs> life together. Is British brat bopper, like, <laughs> Cher Lloyd. <laughs> Ugh. Who you may recall from, um, what's the name Want of that you song? Back. Want You Back. <laughs> 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 oh, that song is so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: she came back with a, so she's been, she like came back a little bit last year. She like, you remember she had that one song, None of My Business.
2: Mm-hmm. and then she
1: had like a, a collab with a random producer this is the this is the comeback moment because not only did she drop her new song and video m.i.a. Mm-hmm. she also launched a fashion line out of nowhere inexplicably which like we love an entrepreneur
0: oh yeah we love a hyphen it. we love a pop music hyphen it. yeah and she's she, she
1: she delivered she absolutely she gave us a banger
2: that we wanted.
0: Um, honestly, do we care about any of these other releases? No. no. Okay, great. Um, I was wondering, do we want to like do a cute switch-up and just talk about comeback songs, since we're on them? Yeah. Maybe. And then just do fresh kernels at the end. Yeah, we could do that. So I was looking at lists and kind of like thinking back to, you know, big comebacks that I remember from my lifetime and, Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I feel like they fall into certain categories of like, why is this person coming? Like, what are they coming back from? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Justin just added one that made me giggle. Um, I think the the big one that comes to mind is like coming back after like public drama or controversy or tragedy. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is, of course, like we talked about praying by Kesha was her, like, acknowledgement of everything that she had been through. Mm
1: -hmm. And that song, I think, is really important for her artistic trajectory. We kind of talked about it a little bit before, but, like, everyone remembers the public public persona, Kesha with the dollar sign, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, She was a very specific type of recording artist that recorded very specific pop music. I loved it. I was a fan of it. But also a lot of
0: people were kind of, like, She's not a singer. She's an auto-tune artist. You know, kind of like that, like... She's always had such a finesse, though. I think people always... I mean, I was always a fan of her as well. So Mm -hmm. I always, like, was up to bat for Kesha. There's a poster of her in my apartment, framed poster. And, you know, I remember reading when Animal was the only album out. You know, she had... it, It came out in an interview or some kind of expose that she had gotten the perfect SAT score. Yeah. And she's just, I mean, everything about it, not to make, to say like it's calculated in a bad way, but it's like, it was so, um, deliberate, like her persona that it's yeah. like, this isn't stupid. Like it's actually, it's so purposeful that it's like, it's almost a parody right? and it's so brilliant. Like, I mean, yeah. And then obviously there was like the Dr. Luke underbelly going on that nobody knew uh-huh. that was pushing her more in the party music direction.
1: And I think, but I think that um, praying was very much an example of her reclaiming her narrative of being like, this is what happened to me. This is what I'm capable of. This is who I am. And there were still some like wild songs on Rainbow. Like Rainbow was a full journey.
0: That's true. Well, I mean, I feel like Raising Hell is the like, praying was like, this just happened to me and here's how I'm Mm -hmm. feeling. Raising Hell is like, I've been through this whole journey and- you know, been kind of back up and like this is kind of my, like now I'm back to normal. Right. Which is now my normal does include a little bit of this emotional nuance and this trauma, but it still includes fun girl Kesha. Right. And you we, know, it's... We all love fun girl Kesha. I think this album is going to be so complete, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm really excited. And did you see there's a song featuring was Dollar gonna, Sign yeah, Kesha? I was going to tell you that. Um, I'm so excited to see that.
1: Um, Speaking of um, controversy.
0: Well, and I think the big recent pop music comeback you think of after a hiatus, after a dramatic, messy hiatus is Britney, uh, obviously. Who we we love to talk about. Who we love, full stop. Who we love, who we're obsessed with.
1: But I think like we could have like an hour long conversation just about In the zone to circus.
0: We could have a podcast just about Britney. Like, We're Coming For You. Whatever that podcast is called. You know that Britney podcast? T-Kyle and... Shout out.
1: (laughs) We're Coming For You. (laughs) Shout out. Shout
0: out to that podcast. No, it's cute. Um, I mean, they definitely know more about Britney than we do. I guarantee. We all know what happened in 2007.
1: Yeah. And Britney's big comeback from that debacle was set up to be gimme more
0: and specifically the performance
1: and specifically the performance at the vmas which it's britney bitch
0: was anything but a smooth landing (laughs) no although it's it's amazing how britney like because of who she is like when she succeeds it's iconic and when she fails it's iconic like the gimme more performance is like one of her iconic moments i'm sure she doesn't want it to be but um it was memorable it was very memorable and And the song like i think people were kind of like okay the song is kind of a bop
2: Mm
1: It's sad that that happened as the lead-in to Blackout, which is what many people say is Britney's strongest and best album. <clears throat> yeah. Um.
0: This is a rare example of like like a music comeback that was a flop, but that is Also still, still worked. Like that worked, exactly. Yeah,
1: like Gimme More should not have worked, and yet it was an extremely successful song, arguably, the second song off of Blackout was really the, a piece of me.
0: I've always said, like, if she had done Piece of Me first, which is truly the song, that's the. the that's the. Song. P- that's the praying. Like, that's the song about what happened to her uh-huh. over those years. And if she had released that first and then, like, had a really killer performance of it. Would it, it would have people. been completely different narrative. Yeah. Even though piece of me came out and the music video was good and people liked the song, like the narrative already existed in the media that she was like still a mess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it just didn't land. Um, and it
1: kept making things worse and worse and mm-hmm. worse.
0: karma drama. Guess <laughs> I can't see the harm working and being a mom and with a kid on I'm still an exception I know you
1: piece of me. but then only like a year or so later it was very much in the camp of Britney Spears, like we need to cover all of this up we need to put her back on top which they did with womanizer which mm-hmm. was the first lead single for the 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 first lead single the only lead single because there's only one lead single mm-hmm. from circus um it was the first number one single that she had in 10
2: years and maybe one
0: more time yeah which is crazy to think i think people think of all her early hits as being bigger hits than the newer song i mean newer but relatively newer songs Mm -hmm. but but it's not like when you look at chart performance which like no one cares about except for stands Mm -hmm. um like across all albums pretty much are pretty even and pretty low Pretty low, like there's. I mean, like "Work Bitch" is still one of her most popular songs. and successful,
1: and that was like twelve or something. And that
0: was Britney Jean, like the her f- most
1: personal album. Her most
0: personal yet, definitely her the like flop album. F- the flop album of her career. But I think we can move on. Yeah. So
1: yeah, another comeback after controversy. is not one that I think a lot of people really think about at least anymore. Uh, I think it kind of re-entered common parlance, so to speak when they featured on Taylor Swift's album. But the Dixie Chicks have not been around for a while. They've been kind of off the record. And a lot of why they've been off the record is because they were really some of the first people to get, like, before
0: cancel culture was a thing, like, they got canceled hard. But in, like, sort of the opposite way. In in the exact opposite way. That people get canceled now. Um,
1: They were vocal against George Bush, against the Iraq War, against... Um, all of what was going on and because they are country artists, they were canceled. It's very
0: literally. It's funny to think, I mean, two things. It's funny to think that music has culturally shifted so much that that's what happened to the Dixie Chicks then, which is not that long ago. Yeah. And when you, when you look at like Casey Musgraves now, like any outspoken liberal thing she says is like, yes, queen. Yeah. Um, and she's a country artist And the other funny thing is, like, you're right, like, I think people do forget about this comeback song, but when Mm -hmm. it happened, I feel like it was a big deal. Yeah, it
1: was a very big
0: deal at the time. So the song is Not Ready to Make
1: Nice, which is my personal favorite Dixie Chick song. But, um, it's a, it is very, again, it is the song about the situation, right? And this song, the song was successful, (coughs) but there were a lot of people that refused to play the song because a lot of country music stations refused to play the song. Uh, I think CMT might have refused, I, I I correct me if I'm wrong, cut this if I'm wrong, but like, I think CMT refused to play the music video for a while, or a lot of stations would refuse to play the music video because of the political connotation. I think it has gone down in history as being a very important song mm-hmm. for this reason.
0: Um, definitely their music was like cut from a lot of broadcasts mm-hmm. but bef- like their older music mm-hmm. at the time of the concert controversy i'm not i don't remember specifically about this song but probably
2: we're ashamed the president of the
0: united states is from another category that i think is similar but it is a little bit less specific to like drama and controversy but just like The comeback after a hiatus of some sort, the comeback after you've kind of shrunk away from the spotlight and you're ready to jump back in, it's not necessarily a reinvention of your brand and it's not necessarily addressing your absence. It's just kind of like...
1: I've been gone for a while. Like,
0: I'm back
1: Mm -hmm.
0: as a narrative. And maybe even like Womanizer would be a little bit in this category. But um, I think like so many (laughs) Madonna... madonna could be all over this list because it feels like every time there's a new album it's a comeback because there's a significant amount of time between each album and and each album has a different vibe usually it's yeah it's normally
1: very different
0: um i feel like there is a narrative throughout like for example the one that i saw on a lot of lists was frozen so frozen which was the lead single from ray of light which is my favorite madonna album That's a good one. That's, like, an underrated classic, I think. And so many, like, I think, big memorable hits for her. Before that, she was doing Evita, and then she had a baby. Mm -hmm. So there was, like, a long hiatus before this, and then Frozen came out. And Frozen, I mean, like, like, her biggest hit before Frozen was Vogue. So, like, I think Frozen really marked a musical shift for Madonna from... Mm-hmm. this sort of like i mean her like obviously her 80s music is like what made her happen and right. then you know the 90s like clubbier pop but mm-hmm. still kind of felt like that's all early madonna yeah that's all umbrella like fun early madonna and then this was like ushering in the like ray of light uh music the album would come out a couple of years later like definitely a. A specific new sound for her that was a little bit more I want to say soft and a little bit of a shift, like a little bit of a like oh like I'm a mom and I made a it was movie. like an adult
1: contemporary shift it was like yeah <laughs>
0: So that's a big one for Madonna, but honestly, like, one that I remember from my, like, adult life, mm-hmm. or at least teen life, I guess is when this came out, was when Four Minutes came out, which was the lead single from Hard Candy. Um, Again, like, every, every lead single feels like a comeback. I think you could say that, uh, what's the lead from Madam X? Like, Madam X, everyone was talking about a comeback about that, too, even though... Bitch, I'm Madonna. Like, that felt like a comeback. Everything feels like a comeback yeah. with her. But but I feel like Four Minutes was such a, like, oh, like, she is... That's when she really got into, like, oh, I'm making music that sounds very 2000s. Like, it came out, yeah. I think, in 2008 or nine, And it sounded like mm-hmm. the other pop music of that era. And it was like, oh, like, Madonna's... She's not making her own thing anymore. She's, like, with the trends. Yeah. That's a classic, in my opinion, an underrated classic. Um, and I feel like all eyes were on Madonna when that song came out. We only got four
2: minutes to save
1: the world. We're also talking about, like, somebody who has been riddled with controversy. Though this is not necessarily a comeback controversy though she did also have one of those um yeah is whitney houston um may she rest in peace um whitney i think had whitney's had whitney had a few comebacks during her career the one that we're going to talk about right now is it's not right but it's okay but also whitney even is still having comebacks if you think of like higher love like the yeah. like the remix that came out recently. well it's hard to
0: call that a comeback because it's like
1: posthumous but yeah but um... she's forever. Yeah, she is, is really forever. What it is. Um, she also had that song that like the album, like the album that was supposed to really be her comeback. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't know my own strength was the name of the song.
0: I would call that like not like an attempt at comeback that didn't make it to this list. Yeah, you know. But but because it's not right, but it's okay was like a number one. Yeah, like it was her biggest hit since something right like the bodyguard soundtrack i think it was like a decade ish between her last number one and this yeah
1: so it was definitely a big
0: comeback it was
1: very similarly to what will describe with four minutes like the comeback with it's not right but it's okay was very much like this is the music of the time right now whitney is still a contemporary pop artist that is not um just a big vocalist from the 90s and the 80s. The song is amazing. The remix is probably even more popular and even more well-known, especially in queer spaces and in queer communities.
2: It's not right, but it's okay. I'm gonna make it anyway. Pack your bag up and
0: leave. Um, Well, it's interesting, you know finding the connection between four minutes and it's not right but it's okay like these comeback songs there is a certain narrative behind them whether maybe you think there is or not like there's the obvious narratives of the kesha comeback and the britney comeback Mm -hmm. but even these more subtle comebacks that are just like coming back after hiatus there is a sort of narrative thread of like i'm making music that's current that i think is important for those types of comebacks and um another example which is a song that a controversial song that i really love although i understand the controversy is lily allen's heart out here from um fuck i'm like forgetting all her album names jesus my god oh my god um, jesus i forgot about jesus. yeah jesus which is a a banger song um this came out after she had announced her like retirement again to have a baby mm-hmm. common thread this song is the video was really controversial because
1: it was like the cult. that was the cultural. that was like and
0: that was in the same moment of we can't stop and
1: which we'll talk about in a minute uh,
0: yeah another another <laughs> comeback song um it was in that moment of people were starting to publicly talk about cultural appropriation and people were starting to talk about white artists and black music mm-hmm. and that relationship and what that means Um, Well,
1: I don't know if it was people were starting to talk about it, but, like, that conversation was becoming much more popular. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean. Like, the, what's the word? The zeitgeist Mm -hmm. had picked up on that conversation and and magnified it in a way that I think mainstream culture wasn't addressing before. Right. And obviously, like, the name and the song itself is a parody of Three Six Mafia's Hard Out Here. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but her, like, twist on it is, it's hard out here for a bitch. And it's a shame that she made the decisions she did for the video that were so appropriative with, like, a lot of Black dancers and twerking. Although I, you know, I think what she was trying to do was make a point about objectification of these types of dancers in videos and she was trying to make a point about rap music and a point about the music industry and women that I think is valid but i think unfortunately like it got blended with like yeah. casual racism a little bit yeah. and it got blended with like oh these rap songs are so offensive which like maybe isn't her place to say and and discuss right But I think it's a really, I like the song a lot. And I think if you remove the video from the equation, like Mm -hmm. it is a very clever take and it is a very valid, like, expose of what it's like to be a woman in music or be a woman at all. It's hard,
2: it's hard hard out here for a bitch.
0: And it felt very 2014, which is when the song came out. And it was the lead-in to her, like, comeback album, which was pretty good. Not my favorite Lily Allen album, but um, I still listen. So I think,
1: like, another we've kind of been hinting at,
0: coming back from
1: when you started as one type of artist and very much wanted to portray yourself yeah. in a different way. Do a full, Do a full one. One
0: Truly. Yeah. Well, and obviously, like, as we just mentioned, speaking of Miley, we can't stop. Like, right. That is the, a... The textbook definition of... Like, Disney, and a lot of Disney girls have, like, former Disney girls and former child stars do this kind of big, like, reinvention comeback single. Selena also did, too, if you think about it, with um, Come and Get It. Uh, I think sh- she gradually got sexier. She I don't did think get gradually. I don't think it was this sudden because like good for you, everybody was like yeah. she's sexy now, and like it was a slow turn Built. for her.
1: But Miley was not slow. Miley Miley went, went from, from party in the
0: USA and
1: like the last song that movie.
0: Yeah. Oh well, and can't be tamed and stuff. That yeah, album, but, but like it started to get like
1: it started to get like dark Disney girl dark right then it went
0: i'm pretending to be black and pop it and like (laughs) direct reference to drugs and sex
1: yeah and shaving the head and doing the whole thing um which i mean we can say what we will about the the race the the racialized elements of it the racist elements of you know miley's reinvention but it got everybody's attention everybody talking and it was her most successful era of music it was it was her most the most troubling part is that she had a second one of these right so like she does bangers Uh uh-huh she does her full like i'm pretending to be black we're having the cultural appropriation conversations and then she immediately strips all of that off and goes to malibu
0: well not immediately there was miley cyrus and her dead pets Oh
1: my god, I totally forgot about that.
0: And that. there were years in between.
1: Well, yeah, but I'm saying she had another oh, like, reinvention come back. Reinvention one, come back, back
0: to, Right, yeah.
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you're right. And the problematic element of that is that, like, she can remove the fake blackness, right? Which is the argument that everybody makes about cultural appropriation, is that you can, you know, put on or take off my culture...
0: As, like, a bit of a costume mm-hmm. or a, a right. trial and then be like, well, I'll make a cute country song again. Right,
1: so... um. Miley is certainly a problematic fave of some people's.
0: I think she's been problematic.
1: Yes, I'm just saying.
0: I don't she think is. she... I wouldn't call her a problematic artist as a whole compared to some others. I mean, like, compared
1: to some people, but like, she's... She got some problems, but... So, we can't, stop we can't Stop is... was I mean, it was a reject Rihanna song that then got shot to Miley and totally changed her image i think we can't stop wrecking ball i was gonna say i think we can't stop even almost got a little bit lost in the shuffle of from wrecking. the shock value of wrecking ball
0: yeah and wrecking ball i think is somehow because we can't stop was so like anthemic of that specific year like wrecking ball then beat her own kind of record i came in like-
1: what happened because i was living for miley in this moment
0: oh yeah well
1: as we remember
0: um listeners if you don't know justin and i were robin thick and miley cyrus our senior year of college and it was perhaps both of our best halloween costumes definitely top
1: yeah but um what happened was is miley releases the we can't stop video everyone freaks out like it like like breaks the internet so to speak then she released Wrecking Ball the song. Not the video. The video, did, she didn't just drop the video. The song was out and people were like, oh, okay. Because, like, the song is a very emotionally charged... Like, power ballad. Power ballad. And she can really sing on it. Yeah, like, it's strong vocals. It It's, it's probably one of her best songs. that she Just sonically, vocally, one of her best songs that she's ever sang. And people were like, oh, Okay, and then the video came. Mm hmm. And Miley came in like a wrecking ball.
0: Yeah. Truth.
1: I think we can cut this one. We like her. Does anyone else have any? Let's just do a quick. To her? You
0: know, like, we don't have to get into this song, but just like a quick kind of comparison like, a more recent Disney girl who kind of tried to like change her image in a very different way. Like, she was going from Disney girl to like, I'm making hipstery indie pop. Mm hmm. Was Bridget Mendler when she came out with Atlantis, which Justin and I love? No one else, you're probably like, who and what song, but like, (laughs) it's a bop and she's really cute. The
1: juxtaposition of like Bridget Mendler album one, Ready or Not,
2: to
1: Bridget Mendler EP
0: Atlantis. Yeah. So sweet, is yeah. It is very stark. So, another another queen, one of my all-time faves. I feel like I say this about everyone, but whatever. One of my all-time faves. Someone who I stan. Canadian pop starlet.
1: Canadian pop starlet.
0: Nelly Furtado. At least for this era. I feel like it's hard to even... She's. She's very contemporary, like, it is pop music, but it verges. Like, her albums have, I mean, mm-hmm. similar to a lot of these these women we're discussing, like, her albums Wikipedia are really... Wikipedia says
1: her genres are
0: pop, R&B, and world beat. World beat is the most <laughs> accurate description of Nelly Furtado I've ever heard. <laughs> because, like, what is her... Whatever. Uh, we'll get to it. So she had Wonelli Nelly and Folklore, which had a very, like, folky, pop, world beat vibe. Mm -hmm. I mean, Um, we
1: all know and love
0: I'm like a bird. bird. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is an incredible song. But then she suddenly releases No Igual, followed very quickly by probably her most well-known song, Promiscuous, Slut Banger.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Followed by another, like, even more powerful slut banger man eater mm-hmm. as the like lead in singles to Loose, her third studio album, and everyone was like, "Wait, are you a Canadian pop starlet?" And she was like, "Yeah, girls, listen to this." One, it introduced Nelly Furtado into, like, a whole new realm of, like, mainstream pop listeners who didn't know her. Mm-hmm. I'll admit that, like, I didn't know her music before Loose. We were young, though, when that came out. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I... I vaguely remember I'm Like a Bird, but I wouldn't have, like, cared or remembered Oh, Adrienne Redford was so obsessed when we were growing up with... With Nelly? With... Whoa, Nelly. Really? Yeah, I didn't know her until Promiscuous, and then I, like, went back through the archives. Promiscuous was, like... I feel like I didn't really get into pop music until I was a teenager. And that's one of those mm-hmm. really early songs that I just remember listening to on repeat forever mm-hmm. and ever. And it's such a... I mean, it's very much a song of that era of 2006. It I really mean, is. Most of you probably remember this song, but um, Promiscuous and Eater" and Loose, like, that is... That was a full reinvention. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as she moved on to other albums, she kind of shied away from the sort of mainstream pop. She went back to her world beats. Mm-hmm. Um, although, shout out to Manos Al Aire, one of my favorite songs of hers, which was from one of the follow-up albums to this. Um, fuck, what's up? I claim to be a stan. Do I even know her fucking albums? Yeah. No, you don't. Um, Mi Plan, uh, which is a great album. It's I think it's entirely in Spanish. Yeah, it's entirely in Spanish. So, you know, makes sense why it wouldn't, chart as high in in the u.s or or be as notable but mi plan has some mi plan has some great bangers
1: well if we're talking about somebody that has literally reinvented themselves both physically and sonically (laughs)
0: like
1: thousands of times it is share share
0: share bitch um um I mean, she's in the category of Madonna and Kylie, just in terms of like, she's just been around long enough. Yeah. And the only reason you can stay around long is if you reinvent. Right.
1: Reinvent, reinvent. But really the big one is Believe, which, um, so Believe was the lead single from Get This. Cher's 22nd album. stop. Believe was the lead single for her 22nd album. Of the same name, Believe. Released in the late 90s. And her, the album before was called It's a Man's World. And you're probably like, what the hell was on that album? Great question. It was a flop. It was not a successful album. And her label literally was like, you need to make a dance pop album literally for your gays, Mm-hmm. Is what they said. Cater to your gaze. And she said, I will cater to my gaze with Believe. Which is... One of her, one of her most iconic, if not her most iconic song, at least of like
0: our age
1: demographic. Yeah, like I was gonna that's say how like people know Cher. Millennial, our...
0: like millennials, that's the song they'll know mm-hmm. and recognize the most.
1: But also, I mean, it became, it really became one of the best song, one, not one of the best, but one of the biggest. It became one of the biggest selling singles of all time. Like it has mm. been an incredibly famous, incredibly um successful song. It also was one of the first big songs to use autotune in such a way that was a part of the song and not yeah, literally just using it to pitch correct like she really popularized that whole thing um it literally became known as the share effect in music for a while was using autotune in that way That style of Cher has really been what Cher has been pretty consistent with since.
0: Yeah. It's putting out that
1: type of music.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, No, shout out to Burlesque. Yes. Love. Love that soundtrack still. I think moving on to kind of just a quick mention, like the group comeback, meaning it's a reunion comeback. Mm -hmm. Sometimes after some solo success. By some members of the group, and maybe not solo success from <laughs> by other others. members of the group. Famous example would, of course, be Destiny's Child. Destiny, yeah, Destiny's Child's, that's weird to say, Destiny's Child's uh, final album, final lead single to their final album, Lose My Breath. Which is my favorite Destiny's show. It's song. up
1: there for me. It's real high up. There That's for up me.
0: there. And it's funny, like, we were just talking about promiscuous. Like, Lose My Breath was one of my first favorite pop songs as a teen. Mine was Baby One More Time. Well, but we were like seven. Yeah, but okay. like if
1: we're talking about like like still.
0: It was still Baby One More well, Time. Okay, fine. <laughs> we're dealing with a real Stan over here.
1: Um, but yeah, I think I mean, Lose My Breath is just such... uh, So basically the story behind Lose My Breath is Beyonce was killing it. Kelly was
0: was doing great.
1: Michelle was existing. I
0: feel like Beyonce was killing it. And then Kelly... Kelly was the first one to get a Grammy. But they were like, you know... It
1: was, you know, it's like Pokemon. Three tiers. You know, you have, like, the first stage,
0: Uh the first
1: starter, which is Michelle. Then Michelle evolves into Kelly. This
0: metaphor. (laughs) You were going to work Pokemon into this episode one way or another, bitch. I knew you were. I wasn't
1: even trying to. Like, it literally (laughs) just came out. But... This was easily when Kelly was at her most successful.
0: Right, I guess that's true. That's fair. As well. I'm just, like, looking but Beyonce back. But Beyoncé
1: was, I mean, clearly the, always was the star of Destiny's Child. always was the lead vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they broke up initially, or went on hiatus initially, was for Beyoncé to start acting and Beyoncé to start doing a solo career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they came out with Lose My Breath, which is a fucking banger.
0: And that album is great. I think it's, like, so sweet that that album happened. Just as, to move on to the next one, like, there's such a sweetness about the Jonas Brothers reunion, especially, like...
1: After everything that happened, like, you're after, everything,
0: after everything that happened, and after, like, I don't know, they had such a wholesome, like, brother love thing between all of them, and then after it got so nasty, and then, you know, Nick Jonas was the Beyoncé of of that group, and then Joe was the Kelly and Kevin um, got married. Kevin got married. I mean, to Kevin's like credit, he wasn't trying yeah. He was just like I'm done. But yeah. then now he's back. Um their reunion song Sucker was one of the most successful songs of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um and that album is really good. And that video is great too. Um, I'm sure everyone listening to this remembers Sucker and listened to Sucker because it was inescapable.
1: I'm a sucker for you.
0: I do think there, you know, all these categories of comebacks have had narrative themes. And I think there's a narrative theme here, not necessarily in the song or the lyrical content, but, um, people love to see a disbanded group come back together. Like that's just, that as a narrative is so compelling and satisfying that like those types of comeback singles are always or often going to be successful. I mean, who could forget Lemonade by Danity Kane? (laughs) Did they break up, though? or Yeah, were they, just they like, broke oh. up, remember? <laughs> I honestly think, I mean, it's interesting. I think for these kind of comebacks to be impactful. And they have to have also already been reasonably popular. The well, they of- have to have been big to begin with. Like if there was a Spice Girls comeback single. And I also think it helps if there was a breakout star yeah. who was like willing to get back. Oh, these got upon, lemonade.
2: lemonade. lemonade, lemonade. lemonade, lemonade.
1: favorite comeback let us know slide into our dms Yeah. we're at Bob porn podcast on both twitter and instagram even though we don't ever update our instagram no but we need to get better about that
0: um i was gonna say so during the break we will post a quick promo of the most recent episode which i've been meaning to do yeah but we'll fade you out to one comeback that we didn't have time for but is sort of a classic uh comeback to relevancy or rather a come up um is Kylie's Can't Get You Out Of My Head, Mm. Um, and good luck getting it out of your head while we go on break. And I'll save you from Justin singing it. Bye. You know what we forgot? The pickleback shot. Oh, do you want to get one? Next
1: time. We'll do it next time. Do you want to do it now? <laughs> no. Be there in your
0: no. Do we know who Mr. Probs is? Mr. Probs is? No. <laughs> okay, I'm going to Google it.
1: Um, hi, everybody. We're back.
0: Um, yes, we're back. Um, so
1: we are going to... Um, before we get into our fresh, kernels. our fresh kernels, we are going to, because we were lazy bitches and couldn't plan a game, we're going to do song association again.
0: Yay. Yay. Na, yes. na, 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 na. You know how they always start <laughs> those videos with yeah, like a very a canned, like, clearly the producer was like, do a vocal warm up. Yeah, and, and we'll film it.
1: And they're all like, "What?" They're because all, like, all oh. of them have inexplicably never watched the video. Right. You know, like,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. no. None <laughs> of them are ever prepared for it. Except Lizzo, who was like, "I've watched every single one yeah. and I'm ready to slay." And <laughs> she does.
1: Uh, queen, icon, we stand.
0: Um, I'm honestly just I'm going to wing my words. I didn't come up with any words, but we're just gonna... Fuck it. Okay, here we go, Justin. Song association. Um, if you haven't listened to a previous episode, the game works like this. We will each give each other five total words. After hearing your word, you have ten seconds to sing that word in a song. Um, good luck, Justin. Oh your my God. first word... <laughs> your first word is... Sing.
1: Um, 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 uh, uh, and I'm singing a song to you, uh, that, that, uh, um, fuck, what is his name? Why can I not think of his name? Um, not Lionel Richie. Luther Vandross.
0: Your next word is queen.
1: You are the dancing queen young and sweet only
0: 17 dancing queen Work. that was good honestly i'm saying these without even thinking of my own so you're doing better than my subconscious is doing (laughs) on my own words uh your next word is green
1: i'm waiting for it that green light i want it
0: Nice. I fucking love that song. My first thought was red, and then I was like, "Do we need 11? another and then red?" <laughs> and then I was like, "No, I can't. I can't sing more Taylor Swift <laughs> on this fucking podcast." Um. All right, that was three. Right. Mm-hmm. Your fourth word is glass.
1: What was that song though you know exactly what i'm thinking of uh, it's broken like shattered glass gonna <laughs> It is what going in my dreams glass. tonight my face is gonna haunt you all the time yep
0: <laughs> i was like there's no way you're thinking of shattered glass which is what i was thinking of <laughs> and then you <laughs> i was thinking of shattered glass
1: <laughs>
2: shattered glass Play, yes.
0: Play, yes. <laughs> oh, this game is too much. Okay, um, your your fifth word is Madonna.
1: <laughs> Bitch, I'm Madonna. <laughs> Bitch, I'm Madonna. However that song
0: goes. <laughs> Bitch, I'm Madonna. That is a fucking half a point. <laughs> we go hotto, We go home. We can do this all night long. Da na 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 bitch, I'm Madonna. <laughs> okay, how yeah, was I supposed to remember that? You know I don't listen to that trash. Um, uh, I feel like there's songs that say Madonna. Oh, oh.
1: like a virgin, you're Madonna, and you always gonna wanna go you yeah, um, your mind. What's that
0: classic? Um, da uh, hey, uh, na, na 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 na. Bruce Bruce Springsteen, Madonna. Madonna. I was just listening that song the other night. Um, uh, um. 1985? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you did well. I did I'll well. I'll give you four and a half points. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> it's what she deserves. Oh my
1: God.
0: Will. Yes. Your first word
1: is chain. Chain? Yeah.
0: Um. Mm. That Katy Perry song that I can't think of. I've already flopped. I've already. <laughs> You've already
1: me. lost. I I thought of like three three. Uh, I was really thinking of Does it hang, hang low? Does it waggle Do
0: <laughs> Oh my God! What? <laughs> remember? I was, I was stuck on like chain reaction. Is there a song called, like? I'm like, sure there is. I'm, also, I mean, chain yeah. of fools. Yeah, chain to the rhythm is the one yes, that you were trying to Yeah, that's what get I was at. trying to think of. Fuck you, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> your fucking forgettable songs. Okay. All right. Well, I've already lost. Let's continue. You have
1: <laughs> um, your next word is over.
0: But I guess it's never really over. <laughs> Fuck you, Katie. <laughs> Fuck you, Katie. <laughs> I was trying to think of that part I because I immediately. Just to get the doesn't well, mean, it's mean it's really over. And it's really over. And it's really over again. It's really over. And it's <laughs> yeah, that's that why I was trying to get to. Clearly,
1: my brain is functioning. Um, your third word is gone.
0: Why do I keep men before we're gone? Na-na-na-na-na.
1: Sorry, you want to actually sing the song? Turn it over.
0: You want to actually sing it's the song? like, what are the words? Why do we keep your You're already something? over time.
1: I, it's why do we keep when the when the water runs? Why do we love when we're not mistaken?
0: Oh, you're right. That part doesn't have gone. Yeah. Where's the gone part? Don't of go- touch me in here. I'm already gone, baby. Oh, Yeah. I give myself half a point. Though. I do not give you anything. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, your fourth word. Maybe you'll get this one. We'll see. <laughs> this is the only thing that's coming to my mind right now. Your fourth word is duck.
0: <laughs> How dare you make me sing Cupcake on the podcast? <laughs> Shut the head of a dick. Duck, 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 duck goose. <laughs> yeah. I
1: just saw Psyduck and I was like, oh no um will Mm -hmm. your last word is video
0: if you want me you can watch me on your video phone video phone phone. (laughs) yeah weirdly an easy one yeah i was hoping for go play video games yeah videos (laughs) has a lot of good ones yeah video well that was a flop for me star. oh another good one another good one well justin won this round i suppose <laughs> again i feel that i came up with easier words but i Bitch, don't even with me. <laughs> Chain. The sad thing is that I thought of all the songs. Yeah. And I just, like, could not come up with the words or yeah. the rhythm. So, anyway. Well, congratulations, Justin. Um, why don't you, as a prize, start off our Fresh Kernels segment. Gladly. With one of your favorite new releases of the past few weeks. So, let's talk about... Hold on. Wait. I need, I need
1: a second. <laughs> okay. So, let's talk about the great... Nation state
0: of Kosovo. Amen. So
1: Kosovo has given us a lot of people. Yes, either ancestrally or through through actual being being born there. You know, we've had um, friend of the pod Dua Lipa. We've had friend of Who Weekly Rita Ora. We've had patron patron saint, saint of the, of the pod, pod Ava Max. Max, and now we have pop icon Ilira.
0: Is she from Kosovo too? She is. I'm
1: dead. Ancestrally. Okay. She was born in Switzerland to Kosovan parents. But she's... But she is co- of Kosovan descent, like Kosovo Albanian. Ilyra is really... She She is the definition of she means what she says and she says what she means. Because she has a lot of songs that you read the title. For example, my first Fresh kernel is called Extra Fries. And you're probably like, what the hell is a song about Extra Fries called Extra Fries about? And it's literally about Extra Fries. It's literally about going and ordering an extra order of fries. Because you want to, and they will make you fucking feel good. Similarly, her song, Get Off My Dick... (laughs) I was thinking and don't pay me back are very much in line with the title so she's very what you see is what you get Mm -hmm. um she has some very Ariana Grande type whistle notes and vocal runs she is a talented singer and she makes absolute bangers about french fries
0: Um. like what
1: is there not to love
0: what else can you ask of an artist?
1: I've sold her one extra fries, two Ariana Grande,
0: three Kosovo. Yeah, I done. Mean, we have to stand.
2: It's alright, it's alright. Don't you worry, Guy. My advice, live your life, go and get those extra fries. Extra fi- I- No
1: you will notice
0: how many times you have said the word comparatively to me in this recording. Well, I've been doing it intentionally. (laughs) I feel like, I mean, maybe I'm truly not noticing. I think we've been good, though. We have been good. We've only said it about five or six times. Um, I will start us off with the vein of comebacks. Because this week saw a very different type of song for this artist known as Dolly Parton on a new track with Galantis as the producer and... Something called Mr. Probs. <laughs> <laughs> what is an Ava Max? What is an Ava Max? What is a Mr. Probs? A text
1: try that right now.
0: Okay. Mr. Probs, born Dennis Princewell Stare is a Dutch rapper and singer. Uh, um Come on, Europe up. Oh, he best known for his 2013 release Waves, which was remixed by Robin Schultz in 2014. Remember that song? Yeah. Um, what an iconic trio. Galantis, Dolly, and Mr. Probs. I mean,
1: like, Lana, Ari, and Miley could never. No,
0: they could, they did not. <laughs> Ever. That, don't call me Angel walked. So, so that, that Faith, faith could, could run. run. <laughs> <laughs> they released this club banger. I mean, like. I've said what needs to be said about it. It's just like a bop, and Dolly sounds really good on it, honestly. Like, if you don't think it's gonna work, it It does.
2: It does.
1: My next song is by somebody that I don't think we've actually really talked about on the podcast yet. Tara Jr. A.K.A.
0: <laughs> Kylie, Kylie Jenner. Kylie
1: Jenner. So for those of you that are like, who the hell are Tara Jr.? Tara Jr. is a band um, that really first came to notoriety when inexplicably they had never released a song. And their very first song was released as the soundtrack to a Kylie Cosmetics advertisement or something or like a commercial Um, so for, like, the first, like, year or so of their career, everyone thought the lead singer was Kylie Jenner. turns out it's not. Um, Kylie Jenner now has her, um, you know, very infamous singing career that she is tending to right now. Um, so everyone wins at the end of the day. Rise and shine.
2: Rise and shine.
1: But Tara Jr. have made bop after bop, really. They've made a lot of really great pop underrated bops. Um, you
0: go hard for them more than I do.
1: I really go hard for Tara Jr., and I really go hard for this song. It's called, speaking of Dolly Parton, The song is called 9 to 5, with, so, with, with a all two. numbers. So 9, to 5. Um, and when we're talking about artists that say what they mean and mean what they say, um, Tara Jr. is another group of people that just are very um, direct in their lyrics. Um, the chorus goes... Treat
2: my body like a 9 to 5.
0: One thing I value about Tara Jr. is that, like, the lyrical content usually revolves around getting fucked right. And you know what? We all need that in our lives.
1: I especially need that in my life. Anyway, if anybody is interested in treating my body like a
0: 9 to 5, please hit me up in the DMs. and Email us. Email us at <laughs> Um I still, I mean, like, they they have had some good songs that I like throughout, but I still like You Cannot be Come First, which was the <gasps> aforementioned song in the Kylie app.
1: No, it wasn't. Three oh,
0: Strikes was the was the. title. Oh, you're right, song. you're right. But it was from their first It EP. was from that same EP, yeah. Um, um, so Baby good. Baby,
2: know that I can first, first.
0: Um, speaking of songs about having sex, this next song is by a band that I am new to, um, but they are a girl group. I Wait, have you not heard of them? Nasty Cherry.
1: Oh my god, girl! You know who put them together?
0: Who? Charlie! Oh, and really? writes all their songs! Oh. It's that band. I, I have heard about that, but I forgot. It doesn't sound very Charlie, at least production-wise. Anyway, Nasty Cherry just released a single called Music With Your Dad, which is, again, exactly (laughs) what (laughs) What it it sounds sounds like. like, Is that the secondary theme of this episode? I guess so. Yeah, it is a song about getting down with your friend's dad because he just gets you. He
2: just gets me.
1: I've talked about this next producer slash, I guess, singer before. So Muramasa put out the second song from his forthcoming album. It's called No Hope Generation. And when I was talking about it to Will the first time, this is still the description that I use for it because I think it works really well. It's like if Yellow Card made a slightly EDM song in 2019. It's That is so accurate. It's a very like- It's a pop, pop punk song first and foremost, which makes sense because Muramasa used to be in a pump, in a punk band. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: This song, like, if you are not, if you are intrigued, but maybe not obsessed with the preview that we put in, like, go back and listen because this song took me like, I listened to it all the way through and I was kind of like, huh. And then I listened, like, the more I listen, the more I really love it. Yeah. Everybody generation.
1: The the nation?
0: It's very unexpected.
1: It is. Especially if you have listened to older work, like One Night with Charlie XCX, Fireflies with Now.
0: Well, we know they've listened to One Night because they follow us on Spotify and have been jamming to the Future Pop playlist. Yes.
1: Um, And you also have listened to their other song with Claro
0: because it was a fresh kernel from, like, episode three or two. That's right. Um, You know, one um, song that I had marked down to talk about last week and I totally forgot was... um, Gabrielle Alpin's second most recent single, Kintsugi. Kintsugi. Kintsugi, which is so weird and delightful. Um, John's really into that song now. Oh, yeah. Kintsugi. Associate producer John. Mm -hmm. You like Kintsugi? Of course I do. A gem that I was not expecting to discover. Well said, associate producer John. That's how (laughs) I felt about it as well. Um, And I I had listened to her songs, but this song felt so, like, wacky. It's it, really, like, if you have ever listened to a Gabrielle Alvin
1: song before, throw out whatever you're thinking Gabrielle Alvin sounds like. <laughs>
0: um, and if you're confused by the name of the song, here's a little fun fact from a speaker and visitor of Japan, A speaker of Japanese and visitor of Japan, me. Did you know that I studied abroad in Japan, Justin? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Wow. Um, we learn new things about each other every day. Kins- oh, that's
1: why you weren't around that one that one semester of college. Um, you thought I was
0: just drunk the whole time?
1: I mean, you were probably like <laughs> that white girl in that vine. You know, where it's like white girl remembering the day she was born. She's like, <laughs> I don't remember. I was probably like, we are all fucked up back then. <laughs> Do you remember that vine? It's one of my favorites, but <laughs> no one ever remembers
0: it. <laughs> sure, sweetie. <laughs> Love that vine. Anyway. Anyway, uh, Kintsugi is um, the Japanese art of assembling broken things back together and appreciating their beauty as the like for example it's a pot that has been cracked and then glued back together and the cracks have now become part of the beauty of the object Mm -hmm. um and so it's a really beautiful metaphor actually for like presenting yourself as a human entering maybe your third or fourth relationship and saying like you know Mm -hmm. my past and my scars of of what i've been through are now a beautiful and relevant and amazing part of who i am now so i think it's really great and it's just a banger the fresh kernel for this round is a song that i might like even more from her called Like You Say You Do. Um, it's not quite as unique and I don't have a cute story for it, but it's really good. It's a bear. Um, So Gabrielle Alpin, I'm watching out for this
2: album. So
1: my last song is I've saved it for the end because I know that one of our listeners has been waiting for a shout out. So, um, our dear friend came to town um, recently and visited um, the Greek Theater with us to attend the Marina concert and the AliEx concert, which shout out to, because we haven't talked about Canadian pop starlet Alix. She put out two songs. Um, they are both amazing Fresh Laundry and Rings a Bell. Go listen to them.
0: Um, I, got a, I have an insider tip that the real bangers of the new album are yet to come. So stay tuned for Mother X. AliEx. Also shout out to Alix for just
1: being like the sweetest person when I met her at the concert. Um, I've met her uh, a couple times now. Yeah I've met her twice now and she's um, just like the sweetest person. So sweet. But anyway shout out to me as well for being a dear um, a dear friend of the pod. Um, Incredible friend of the
0: pod. I can't say enough good things
1: about me. Um, but Marina recently as you all know came out with an album earlier this year um, if you have followed me uh, on Instagram for the past like I don't know several months since it came out but Um, she recently hopped on a collaboration on the Griffin album. But this song with Marina and Model Child, who I do not know, um, but do appreciate, they put out a song called If I Left the World. And it's just a really sweet electro ballad. It's nothing too special. It's just a song that I have really enjoyed. As with most things that she does, Marina's voice just makes the song inherently more interesting just because she's a part of it definitely and her her that her very distinct vocal delivery works really well on this song
0: i really love marina's features and uh, you know one of my favorites mm-hmm. from marina and clean bandit is disconnect yeah disconnected and baby and
1: baby I, which i've grown, grown, grown really really
0: loud um Baby. uh i will close us out this week with uh this track from king princess uh i've mentioned her a few times i believe her debut album cheap queen is out that's what i was thinking of earlier mm-hmm. with queen by the way i will say that i think the al- i need to give the album more time i think in my initial take on it is that the singles were stronger than like the strongest songs were the singles that had been already released but there are a couple that i really like and this last one will be a nice slow fade out for you it's kind of a it is a sad song it's a i'd call it a sad ballad but it has a very interesting there's like a lot of i i think it's a vocoder layered vocoder mm.
1: vocals we love a vocoder it's
0: very um what's that song it reminds me of um it reminds me a lot of of hide and seek in that sort of like Layered vocoder mm-hmm. Like very stripped down um, And it's sad But it's sort of like It's interesting It's it's a very thoughtful song About um, the scary parts of romance So if you think it's love It is And if you
2: think it's trust It is um,
0: and that's it for our show. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you haven't already, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.
1: And on Spotify Podcasts.
0: I Can you review? No. We, oh. This was in the last episode, too. <laughs> okay.
1: You, Jesus Christ. Okay.
0: <laughs> Subscribe on all platforms. Um, drop us an email. Follow us on social media. Um, check out our podcasts e6 comeback anthems and e6 fresh kernels you can find them by searching popcorn on spotify i hope you can find them if you can't tweet us gram us dm us etc um if you have a theme for us please let us know we would love to hear it um and lindsay we love you yeah we really do love you all right bye everyone bye friends You know what, I think we should do is just cut all the men because who cares? Yeah. Men are trash. Although, we can leave in Joe Bros.
2: This is the first game I actually did good in. Like, what? Thank you to the viewers for helping me. Your energy really saved this. <laughs> for more song association, you can subscribe to Bachorn. Mwah. Ooh. What a thing to be human. Made him more of a woman.
0: Are we starting all the way over from Nelly Furtado? Well, we should start all the way over because
1: do not forget that Nelly Furtado is a Canadian
0: pop star. Oh, okay, like. <laughs> okay, yes, yes, yes.
2: Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Wow. Look
0: <laughs> Okay, the moment you've all been waiting for, how many times did we say Stan? Only 12 times. 13 if you count just now. Um, should you? Whatever. Um, I think that's pretty good. Um, let us know what word we should stop saying next. It's probably iconic, but you know what? We stand the word iconic. So, fuck it. Bye! <laughs>
2: She'll find love. Only if she wants, she knows she'll find love. Only up from the way down. Look at her now. I don't remember. I was probably fucked up. I was crazy back then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> her face? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm shutting it down now.
2: Look at her now.